Now, sure, you may say to yourself, Dan, you're an internationally known podcasting star. Now, if we've already discussed this before, forgive me. I don't remember what we talked about the last couple times we've spoken, and I'm a little obsessed with this topic. So if I've brought it up before, you're, you're, you know what? This show's free now, baby. So I think you can just hang in there for two and a half minutes while I kvetch about the fact that my son is officially an inch and a half taller than I am. Hey, it's Dan Class. I'm in my garage. Welcome to the Bitter's Pill. Here we are under the uh, beautiful flight path. And take two. Welcome to the bitterest pill. It's Dan Class. I'm in my garage. I'm under the flight path here at Los Angeles International Airport and have been sitting here. You know, it's uh, as I say these words, it is September uh, 10th, I think. And every September I have to think to myself, you know, Dan, it's almost November. And every November I have to say to myself, you know, Dan... It's almost November 4th, and every November 4th, I have to say, Dan, it's been another year of you sitting alone in your garage doing the bitterest pill. Now, sure, you may say to yourself, Dan, you're an internationally known podcasting star. And by internationally known podcasting star, I mean that there happen to be a couple people in another country that still, for whatever sick reason, download this show. But my point is, yes, coming up this November uh, 4th, I will have complete... See, this is how I always confuse myself. This is 13... Right, okay, so we will be beginning. Do I dare say this aloud, my friend? Because I... Okay, we will be beginning the 10th year of this podcast. I know. Now, you'd think in 10 years, I would have, uh, you know, nine years, we will have completed nine years. Beginning the 10, you'd think I would have found something better to do. And, and frankly, I have. I've just never done it. See, there's a difference between finding something better to do and actually doing something better to do. And I haven't done anything better to do. I've only found things better to do or thought of things better to do. But I, but I can't stop. I, I can't seem to stop doing this and I can't seem to start doing that. And that's just fine, you know, with you. So, uh, welcome back to the garage. It has been summer. I must have bit my lip uh, last night when I was sleeping, which is something I don't normally do. I either bit my lip or I've been in a fight, and the fight was so horrible and so strategic that it didn't leave any mark but a, a little bite on my lip, but I don't remember any of it. Is that even possible? But clearly my canine has punctured my lower lip, and that hasn't happened since Valentine's Day when back in the karate days. Anyway, hi, how, how have you been? Welcome back to the show, uh, listeners. I'm trying to think of your names. There are so many of you. Anyway, yes, Wendy, I hope you're there. RZ, my, uh, my British saxophone contingency, please, gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, Dr. Alex, Maury, uh, other people whose names I'm forgetting because I'm, you know, there's always that slight adrenaline boost when I start doing the show because I have to act like I have energy. And the truth is, it wipes out my memory. So uh, it's those people, those are my listeners, basically, who, who did I say? Wendy, RZ, uh, the British saxophone guys, 
maybe Flores is still listening. I think he's in Belgium, right? So that's where the international thing comes in. Dr. Alex, uh, did I say Maury? I'm going to say Maury twice just to kind of bump up the numbers a little bit. And then you, and then that's pretty much it as far as I know. So, so you're probably saying to yourself, Dan, what have you been doing this summer? And I would say to you, friend, I don't recall. Um, I'll tell you one thing I did. I watched a lot of Netflix. See, when you get Netflix streaming, it makes it possible for your family to do nothing but just constantly binge watch old sitcoms, which is what we've done. We basically spent, hey, what'd you do this summer? We watched Frasier. That's what we did. Really? But what else did you do? That's it. Every once in a while, we would watch uh, Parks and Rec for a little variety. At night, sometimes my son and I would uh, watch IT Crowd from, you know, the IT Crowd. If you don't know the IT Crowd, what do you even... Really? I'm not going to explain it to you. Just either watch it or don't watch it. But don't expect me, the guy who really honestly is always at the cutting edge of being years behind the curve. You can't expect me to keep you up to date on these things. You just can't. That's bad. That's a bad idea. And then I don't remember when we last spoke, but it's been a breaking bad summer. And I'm all caught up. And last night I watched Where We Are Right Now. And it's like, I, I didn't understand why people were putting things on Facebook. Like, I want to be put into a metal... Met, met, <laughs> can we roll that back and um, can I take that again? Thank you. Uh, people were saying things on Facebook like, oh my gosh, I want to be put into a medically induced coma until next week. And now I've seen the episode and I'm like, yeah, you know what? Me too. But there's so much to discuss and I do have about an hour to discuss it with you. I hope you have time. If not, obviously, you can pause this and go back. But I've actually been, um, I've been... Well, this has been the summer, and we talked about this last time, where I've had just enough work to do mixed in with the driving of the kids everywhere. Uh, Hudson did some shooting on this thing that he claims he's working on. So you have a teenage son. Remember tiny little Hudson? Little Hudson that used to be the co-host of this show back when he was six, and he would used to say that thing, my daddy may now make it. Remember little Hudson? Well, now he is officially, by the way, officially. And I mean officially. This is sans hyperbole, por favor. S'il vous plaît, n'est-ce pas? Okay, an inch and a half taller than me. Now, if we've already discussed this before, forgive me. I don't remember what we talked about the last couple times we've spoken, and I'm a little obsessed with this topic. So if I've brought it up before, you're, you're, you know what? This show's free now, baby. So I think you can just hang in there for two and a half minutes while I kvetch about the fact that my son is officially an inch and a half taller than I am. And I got news for you. An inch and a half is very noticeable because your eyeline is up. And you're not used to being in your own home really on a regular basis, if you're me, and having your eyeline be up when you're talking to your child. But I'm five, and maybe I'm shrinking too. I should actually be measured. Maybe I'm now five, six and a half, but I thought I was five, seven. Not a large human to begin with. My son, five, eight and a half, and probably still growing, the bastard. So, So I'm not sure if I should begin 
where we left off or just begin where I am and then we'll travel backwards. We'll do the hokey po- I like There's so much to discuss and yet, honestly, so little. Really, because unless this becomes some sort of Frasier appreciation podcast, not really, honestly, not that much has been going on. I did some more estimates. I did a little voiceover work for, uh, you know, a company. And I mean a little. Um, and, um, oh, yeah, I guess that did happen. Okay, so well, should we start there? You know, I don't, okay, let's start. Let's start here and then we'll go backwards. So, yesterday was the first day of school for my daughter. She's now in fifth. I know, I know. The time has flown. My, my daughter, my little baby girl is in fifth. This is her last year of elementary school. <sighs> and my son, you know, the one who's taller than me, is now in high school. Now, he started high school uh, in theory. The day after Labor Day. Now, in America, a Labor Day uh, this year was the second or third of De- uh, <laughs> of September, and I and I really only I really only say that for the saxophonists. But I just want to I don't want to lose the trust me. I need the international contingent. I don't want to lose the saxophonists. So, guys, there's this thing we have. It's called Labor Day. I think we're supposed to celebrate being in labor, or that we don't have a labor party, or doing hard labor. I don't. It has something to do with labor. Manual laborers, maybe. I, I'm not clear. I just know it's at the end of the summer. Jerry Lewis either does or used to do a big... T- anyway, so my in theory, my son had to... Uh, he started school that day, the day after Labor Day. Which meant we couldn't stay in New York any longer. We, had to, we were in New York, and uh, I didn't tell you so you wouldn't break into my house. And then we came back from New York on Labor Day, and then he went to school. But that, but it turned out that school thing, and he knew, it was just kind of like one of those touchy-feely days. Touchy-feely freshman-only day where they probably passed a ball around and said their names and made up a rhyme for their name and said where they were from and blah, blah, blah. You know, it was that kind of thing. So he came home on that day, and that was almost a full day. And he was like, yeah, Dad, that's exactly what it was. It was team building and all this stuff about memorizing everybody's names. And we were in random groups. And I, I just want to start school. I was like, that's uh, my boy. Then he had two days off because the next day was touchy-feely day for the rest of the school. The next day after that was a Jewish holiday. Uh, saxophonists, we take off Jewish holidays in the private schools. Because uh, you've already paid your money. You might as well get every day off. What's the difference? So then Friday, he had his second day of school, even though it was three days later. And that was a full day of more touchy-feely. So he had Tuesday touchy-feely, Friday touchy-feely. And then there was the weekend. So that meant uh, yesterday, Monday, was his first day of school. But now he's, you know, he's in high school. And he's in this very small private school called New Winds. So he goes to New Winds, which, you know, it sounds like a flatulence. I, you know, I, I, I didn't even want to say that, but it's, I, it's always stuck in my head that the word, right, new, it just sounds like, and I know I should be more mature, but I'm not more mature. Every time I hear the name of the school is new, it just new win. You know what I mean? It's just there's something I don't. Maybe I'm an idiot. So anyway, 
so it's a very small school and it's kind of um you know it's a high school right it's a high school and it's very small it's a high school and i, I don't really like it's it's kind of gray in a hipster way in a lot of ways it's gray and kind of cool and a lot of it's outdoors but it's just it's just it is what it is it's like this cool gray hipster private school in Santa Monica called New Ones. My daughter still goes to her old school that was a kindergarten through eighth school. And I can't remember what uh, insanely clever uh, fake name I've come up for her school. And I'll try to think of it later. But but I'm pretty sure that I can't remember. Uh, Maybe I just never did. But but anyway, she still goes to the same old school that they used to go to which, like I say, kindergarten through eight. And I swear it was so, so... So I've dropped Hudson off now three times at his new school over at New Winds, okay? And again, it's kind of just this gray hipster school. The kids are in high school, so really just kind of slow down the car and you, they jump out and they don't look back and they just go, right? Because they're 14 to 18-year-old kids, young adults. So I show up to Toulouse school, Toulouse my daughter. I show up to Toulouse school yesterday... And it's like sexy Disneyland. I, it was so shocking after a summer of just kind of being home and being with the kids and just watching Frasier and then going to New Winds a couple times. It was crazy. All I, I had forgotten how good-looking all of the kids. My daughter's school is surreal. And I've said this a hundred times and it's still shocking to me. That's how shocking it is. It's so shocking that it's still shocking to me. All four, there are four, she's in fifth grade. I told you she's in fifth grade. Keep, please keep track. Okay. She's in fifth grade. All four fifth grade teachers are women. All four of them are attractive young women who can wear skirts whenever they want. There's some sort of school-wide female leg exercising program. All of the teachers wear skirts and they are they look like CrossFit models and they have been tanning and it's not necessary for the kids' education. But if you're trying to get the serious ducats out of the young dad's checkbooks, apparently it's working beautifully. So there's balloons and streamers and everybody's smiling and wearing skirts and they're tan and they're padded and every it's just it was just the surreal dichotomy. And it didn't it wasn't even until I was talking to my friend Shannon that I made the realization that at the K through eight school, being kind of like young and hot and wearing skirts and looking good in a skirt, that's for the teachers. At my son's school, because it's high school. The teachers don't do that because that's actually the domain of the teenagers. As it should be. And I said to Hudson, Hudson, dude, is there some sort of like hot chick uniform that all the girls wear? And he's like, yeah, pretty much. Because all hot chick girls in the Santa Monica private New Winds school system seem to wear... See, I I can't describe it. I'll have to look up the name, but there's this certain kind of boot that they wear. It's kind of a short boot, kind of not really a heel on it, but kind of high heeled, but it's short boot, kind of pointy, bare legs, tan, and then shorts that are not tight, but they're kind of short. You know what I'm talking about? Thin fabric and they kind of, like I say, not, what, what are those called? 
they're not gym shorts. I mean, they're fashion shorts, they're, but they're not tight, but they're kind of short. And then a blousey blouse. And then apparently there's a lot of whipping of the hair. The hair has to constantly be kind of in the process of moving. And right, the breeze dies down, then the the neck thing kind of has to keep it going. I don't know if there are a lot more flies there than I realize. It's kind of like the horse and the tail situation. I don't think so. It's Santa Monica. They don't lie. There's really no flies allowed in Santa Monica. So that really shouldn't be the issue. So, so yeah, my daughter's school, if you can imagine, hot teachers everywhere. And the guys, too. I mean, the guy teachers are hot as hell. There aren't that many guy teachers. But the guy teachers, except for maybe one. And there's always there's always one. Trust me. There's always one because it can't be, right? They've always got to have a guy like when the cops show up and go, hey, listen, we want to see <laughs> the memo about your hiring practice. And they're like, yeah, but look at that guy. You know, there's got to be a guy and probably a woman, like some sort of 45 five-year-old crony that they can point at to distract whomever because there's not a union. I mean, maybe that's part of it, right? It's not unionized. It's, you know, it's free market tail. But the interesting thing this year uh, for my son, or even this four years, and um, we really didn't run into this that much at my daughter's school, is, you know, we're in Los Angeles. And the kids are in private school. And even though, you know, we can't afford it, a lot of people can. And those people have a lot of money. So they do. They both go to school with people with a lot of money. My daughter, though, to this point, as far as I know, hasn't gone to school with anyone who is a gigantic celebrity. Uh, the chi- excuse me, the child of a gigantic celebrity or a gigantic director or a gigantic producer. Almost. and but, but just not people that would be sort of almost like in the public. You, you know what I mean? Like, well, her, you know, well, that girl so-and-so, her dad is the head of, you know, reality programming for CBS or whatever, like that kind of thing. But not, hey, her dad is the star of the such and such show. You know, there's was none of that last year. Like we knew that one dad who isn't there anymore, who's on psych. I think I told you that already. Right. Woody. And then another actor who's, I'm sure he's on a TV show now. He was on a TV show then. He'll be on a TV show tomorrow. He's one of those guys. But but you don't know, I don't know his name. You don't know his name. And my friend Jenica, right, her kid, right, whatever. But my son now, like, I know for a fact that one of the kids in one of his classes, his dad is the star of a TV show. And that's weird. And I know that it shouldn't be weird because we live in Los Angeles. And I've known we've lived in, I've lived here for 25 years or however long it's been. Maybe even, th- I've been, I don't want to do the math, but I think I've been here since 1988. Okay. So it shouldn't be a surprise that, yeah, dude, one of your kids is going to be in a, the graduating class of the son of a guy who's the star of a TV show. That's a right. Statistically, that should not be surprising. But you know what? I don't want to. I don't. I. Can you imagine that conversation? The conversation like at a school picnic. Between me and the star of a TV show. Hey, what do you do? Well, I'm the star of a TV show. What do you do? Uh, 
Well, I uh, I have this microphone, and my cousins built me a, a like a drywall box in my garage, and I go in there and I talk to myself, and twelve people around the world download it and listen to it. And that's what I do. <laughs> and you're the star of a TV show that's probably, I don't know, is it, it's probably even syndicated right by now. It's been on for so long. And I can't tell you what show it is, and I won't. I will never because I can't do that. I can't do that. But, yeah, it's like that, or this kid's dad is the creator of two of the biggest shows on TV, or this guy was in a, in. I think there's some rock star whose kids go there. I can't think of the band or whatever. It's not the Chili Peppers. I don't know, but you know, one of, like a band, a real band. The son, right, or the daughter, whatever. Some chick. Hudson's gonna bring some chick home in two years. He's gonna be like, oh yeah, my dad's the bassist for Muse. You know what I mean? It's gonna be like that. And I'm gonna be like, oh, that's cool. Well, what do you do, Dan? Uh, I drive Hudson to school and do the dishes really good. I'm really good at the air base while I'm waiting for the buzzer to go off on the dryer. No, that's not true. But but, but uh, that's not true. I'm not good at playing air bass. <laughs> that's not what I meant. No, the truth is actually so... Um, no, you know, behind the scenes, I'm always doing stuff that I don't talk to you about because it's better, right? It's Because I don't want to talk on this program about the things that I do that aren't me being... Um, I don't know what. I don't even know anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm always doing the podcasting stuff on it silently. Oh, wait. My my crotch is vibrating. My wife's on her way home. She's been away. Oh, she's landing in 10 minutes. Oh, I have less time than I thought. We'll come back to all this. Anyway, um, no. Actually, what I am doing is... Uh, it is official-ish, I think. It's as official as I think it's going to be. I am teaching podcasting at... University of California, Los Angeles, colloquially no, 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 as UCLA. Yes, Dan Class, your humble narrator, is teaching podcasting at UCLA in January. Thank you. Now, it does put me, you know, square in the middle of the UCLA-USC rivalry, sports rivalry, so, because I wanted to like, oh, it'd be so cute. I'll get a, like a UCLA t-shirt, but that's so politicized by the sports thing. I want to get one that says, no, 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 not the team. Seriously, the school. Do they make those that say like UCLA? No, 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 man. Seriously. Just talking about the classes. If they do make those, I'm going to get one or something as close to it as I can. UCLA, not sports, just like drama geek. So chill. I think that would actually, I'm going to make some of those and put them on uh, Cafe Press or something. I think that would be wonderful. So let's look at my list of things that we haven't even talked about. First day auditioning. Well, I grew a, I, I grew a beard. Let's talk about my beard and then I'll have to go. I have a beard. I currently have a beard. It's actually not, not a bad beard. I grew it over the summer. That is what I did. What'd you do this summer, Dan? Oh, well, among other things, I grew a beard. And um, one of the reasons I usually grow a beard is because I get sick of shaving. And then about three, four weeks in, you start to realize that having a beard is more work than just shaving. 
But like I said, so so Hudson has been shooting his film adaptation of Mark Jeffries' Max Quick, The Pocket, and The Pendant uh, for 13 years now. And so he wanted to shoot this summer a scene that I'm in, and I'm such a horrible actor, it's no wonder I can't get arrested, but a scene that I'm in where I play this guy, Johnny Siren, and he wanted me to grow a beard. So I grew a beard to be Johnny Siren. So I play Johnny Siren, and I have a wig. I have this long black, I look like Cher, you know, this long black wig and my bad beard, and we put this weird scar makeup on. And it's called, uh, oh, Shootsky, what's it called? Oh, shoot, I, I thought it was still, I'm sitting in the studio, and I don't, it's not in here. I knew what it was called a month ago. It's called something like Clotted Collodium. Methylprophylene collodion. You know what I'm talking about? It's this clear liquid. It smells like rubbing alcohol. But if you paint it on like your face, it's perfect for your face. If you paint it on your face, as it dries, it shrinks. And as it shrinks, it makes your face look like it has huge scars. And so we would, I would drive to to summer camp where she was doing this musical theater camp. I'd rush home. We'd paint this cloded collodium stuff, whatever it is, stinky, stinky poo on my face. It would scar up. And then I would put on the black wig and my suit and we'd go out in the garage and we would shoot this scene. And when it's two guys, like when the DP is also the star of the scene and the director's trying to keep the lights from falling on the act, it's just what it's, uh, I hope he can make something out of it. But that's why I grew the beard. And I wasn't necessarily thinking of keeping the beard. But a beard is like an investment. And you do get to a certain point where you don't know whether you should cash out or, you know, keep it for the long haul. You know, maybe it'll pay off in the end. So I still had the beard. No, actually, I think it was. How did this work? That's what it was. The day before Hudson and I shot, Tulu got an audition for a commercial for... Uh, you know, some cable company or something that offers a lot of channels and sports and stuff, you know. So I had to drive her to this audition. And so here, hold on. You know, what? I never wrote my wife back about how she's landing soon. So I had to drive her to this audition. So my beard and I, we go pick her up early from camp one day and we take her to the audition up in the valley. And the audition is for daughter, you know, a daughter, a son, a mom and a dad. And we're waiting and waiting and waiting and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And it turns out the reason we're waiting is none of the dads are showing up. And so the guy running the audition, and and this isn't even a casting director that I normally would see. And it wasn't an office that I normally go to, although I have gone there before. But the guy running the audition is a guy that usually works for a different casting director. So I was very friend when my my friend Marty was there. Marty, who I've known for years, he was a bartender in this club that I used to do stand-up in all the time. We've known each other, you know, ever since. Um, hold on. Uh, I'm telling my wife that I'm going to pick her up. I'm trying to be a good boy. So, all right, I better pick up the pace then. Okay. So Marty calls out. He says, hey, is Dan still here? And I say, yeah, why? He says, well, come in and read this thing. So I go in and actually audition with Tulu, which was so exciting. It was so much fun. We were so happy. It was so cute. 
And Marty says, well, what's the story with the beard? Are you keeping that beard? And I said, oh, well, I was going to shave it tomorrow. And then he gives me a five-minute lecture about how I should keep it. And I said, yeah, but my wife isn't real keen on it. And my daughter really doesn't like it. I just kind of grew it for this thing. And it's tomorrow. And I was going to shave it. And she's like, well, as a casting professional. Now, all right, those are those are strong words. Marty pulls out the, as a casting professional, Dan, I recommend that you keep that beard as long as you can. Have, you know, just have some pictures taken with it and just keep the beard for as long as you can. But the problem is, my girls do not like the beard. They do not like to kiss me much with the beard. Especially my daughter, who obviously doesn't, you know, she just gives me little pecks. Obviously, she's my daughter. It's gross. But, um, yeah, daughter's not a fan. Wife's not a fan. No one's really a fan. Although, it actually doesn't look that bad. It's not a bad beard. It's just, I think they're anti-beard or something. So, now I have a beard. And I don't really know what to do with this beard. I mean, what? what uh, maybe I should learn how to put on a fake beard. I mean, do you think, for instance, do you think uh, Nick Offerman, who plays Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec, do you think he has a real mustache that looks that good and he just grows it for the show? They probably just put it on him, right? It's probably not really his mustache. Should I get, did I say beard? I meant mustache. Should I just, is there some way to like get a fake beard and just put it on? Because I think, right, listen, it's not going to hurt my career to have this beard. It might actually help. People might go, oh, look, Dan, oh, grew a beard. Let's bring him in. You know what I mean? Like, where's the downside of that? Now, the star of the TV show doesn't have a beard, but he's the star of a TV show, and he's handsome and has hair. See, I maybe could use a beard. I could be a little bald guy with a beard, I think, right? Who teaches college? I could be a professor. My beard and I could be a professor. And see, when I went to UCLA to meet them, guess what I had growing out of my face? Yes, a very professorial beard so what if I now suddenly show up without my professorial beard I'm having very I'm really really having a lot of beard anxiety what if I show up without the beard and I'm clean shaven and you're like oh you're not a professor you're just Dan Class with no beard who's now going to tell us what what how to record a podcast genius All right, it's only been a half an hour. I don't know if this is the end of the show or if I'll just do another show or whatever. But for me to really get into anything, it's going to be getting into anything. So, okay, yeah, I got to go. I'm going to go get my wife. So, listen, thanks for listening. Thanks for your patience. I'm going to talk to you soon. So, listen, the kids are back in school. Key point of our little discussion here. The kids are back in school. Okay? My birthday is coming up. It's a doozy. Send me wishes. It's in uh, late September. It's on the 20th. And I'm uh, trying to avoid having some kind of major meltdown. Major psychological, just crushing, depressive meltdown. So if you want to send me uh, some kind of, you know, audio thing for the show or uh, whatever, whatever. But whatever show goes out right around the 20th, that'll be in there. 
And then, uh, you know, the anniversary of the show, 9th is coming up. 9th anniversary is coming up, obviously, uh, November 4th. And my uh, birthday, my freedom day, my get out of jail day is today. So congratulations to me. Bitter Spill is back, and yet it never went, and I got to go get my wife. And I'll talk to you soon. So thanks for listening. Europe. The Bitter's Pill is produced by Jacket Media, makers of fine podcasts since 2004. That's 